0: And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi for Me Radio is Live from the Bunker.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Here we are. It is Tuesday... And I got winky blinkies, which means my microphone's on, which means everybody should be able to hear me today. (laughs) Uh, That's one of those things, right? Hello, everybody. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt, the editor here at Sci-Fi for Me. And on the docket for today, as soon as I'm done with the show, I am calling our hosting provider. I'm going to try to figure out what's going on with the com. It's been broken for a week and a half. I've got to fix it. That's coming today. I promise it really, really, really. I'm getting there. All right. A couple of real quick follow-up things on uh, yesterday's guest, uh, Ariel Racine, apparently had her flight delayed, which is why she was not able to make it to the show. We are rescheduling and we're going to bring her in uh next week so just uh, just a programming note there i want to give out a shout out to everybody who is listening to us as a podcast we've got listeners all over the world uh jordan israel germany poland good to see all of you on the map and uh, we're on various different podcast platforms spotify iheartradio amazon apple and such uh, but we all we are also live on the video streams, uh, YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, and Twitch, so you can find us on all of those things. The chats are open, so people can actually jump in here and participate, and of course if you want to continue the conversation after the show, jump on our Discord and... Uh, opine there if you will all right we are uh locked and loaded today i actually have uh because of the subject matter i actually have co-host uh dan danford is uh is here to uh to talk uh crypto with our guest darcy donovan she is an actress a recording artist and cryptocurrency act advocate, and that's of course one has has plenty to do with the other, right? I mean, Darcy, that's a that's an interesting trajectory that uh, that you have followed. Uh, how do, how do you get from anchorman and and you know being on camera and film and television because and you've been doing that for a long while. Oh and, yeah, since so, I've been a
2: kid, I've been in the entertainment industry.
1: So, how did you get into crypto?
2: Well, it's it's kind of uh, a funny story, but uh, you know, I've been in Web three for a little over six years now. So, a friend of mine um, invested into Cardano uh, when it first launched, and you know, was telling me about it. And, you know, I was seeing he was doing well because, you know, with film and television, I mean, people don't even know, like Bob Hope, he made more money in real estate investments and uh, things that, you know, he had other investments that he put his money into more than he did with his acting and, you know, anything in entertainment. And people are like, Really? But, you know, the smart people in entertainment, they invest. That's why you see a lot of, you know, entertainers out there who, you know, are investing into beer or uh, (laughs) investing into other, you know, real estate and such like that. So um, uh, I got into Cardano and I seen that, you know, the company uh, was doing well with the investment that I did. And I did my research. I invested into the company. And, you know, from that point, you know, I just began uh, researching investing into other blockchains such as like uh, Tron, Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, Ripple, and many others. And yeah, there was a television show. And I'll I'll just say this, you know, at the time that I invested, um, uh, there was a television show on Netflix and it was all about crypto. And I got so involved in it. And that's kind of what set me over the edge. I was like, wait a minute here. You know, because I've had friends that could have invested into Amazon, into Google and even into eBay when it first started. And they're like, God, Darcy, I want to hit myself upside the head. You know, uh, even my business manager, um, there was investments that he could have made and he was just like, I didn't do it. And so uh, he's kicking himself. And I was like, I see what's going on here with the market. And I was like, "Okay, this is going to be the next phase of, uh, you know, Uh, What's going on because I've been building businesses my whole life. That's what I've been doing uh, ever since I was a kid. So over the years, you know, I've seen the growth in the space um, and, uh, you know, the possibilities of what it has to offer. And so I expanded it into NFTs, and I'm a co-owner of a Metaverse as well. And so this is where you know the market is going. So um, it's a really exciting time. You know, we're it's like the Wild West of Web
0: three right now.
1: It really is. Dan, Dan, let me let me ask you this real quick. As an investment advisor, you have people coming to you all the time. You've got clients. So where do we put our money and that kind of thing? And what Darcy said kind of it really resonates. This. I should have, but I didn't, and now I now I'm playing catch up. How much of the of the market is actually those people? Because my you know, Mrs. Boss and I have had conversations about investments. You know, I'm I'm fifty-three. I'm I'm past the the point where I should have started this a long while ago. Now we're playing catch up. It's like, well, what do we do here to plan for retirement? Better than we already have. I mean, we got retirement stuff and savings and that kind of thing. But you know, the four hundred one k and and things through work. But when you have when you have something that's emerging like this, like cryptocurrency or NFTs or whatnot, how, what kind of due diligence do you have to do to sit there and go, that's, you know, what this kind of thing might might not be a bad idea? Let's look at this.
0: Yeah, that you've you've put your you know finger right on the challenge, which is information. Um, And, you know, one of the things that people forget, and I love Darcy's story because it's a a great example of this, but, you know, we can all see today that Amazon and Google were great investments. Back when you had to invest in them to reap that kind of return, it was not nearly so obvious. Okay. And that's, that's part of the problem is that when new things happen, uh the information is not as available or not as good as it is as they mature as as a you know as an option let's say so anybody can go today and look at the numbers behind amazon or look at the numbers behind google and we may look at the same set of numbers and we may draw different conclusions, but at least we have the information. The challenge with most of the digital assets is that there is not a lot of good information out there. And Darcy is, you know, she's a good example. Uh, One thing is high visibility. Uh, People are coming to her with stuff that you and i probably won't ever see. And then the other opportunity is is she knows people who know people who might have really good information that is not generally accepted in the public yet. So that you know the real issue here is not whether digital assets are coming. They definitely are coming. It's at what point do they come that they become a really good choice for people who don't have a lot of information yet. So um, we'll have to wait and see how that unfolds. And
2: and can I make one statement? Uh, uh, And I love what you had to say, Dan. You're so on. I just love you to death. (laughs) I love your information. Uh, But Jason, let me tell you, Colonel Sanders, look up his story. Oh, yeah. yeah. Later in life, and I mean he made an empire. So I, cause I see a lot of people that say that they're like, Oh, you know, I'm in my late forties or my family. And I'm like, no, you know, there's so many stories of people who started later in life and, you know, built empires. So,
1: well, you know, I'm, I, I'm making I, the I effort here. My, my, my media <laughs> empire starts with this channel.
0: So it's well, so part close. of that.
2: And you look young. Okay. Yeah, well, that's, so right. that's right. <laughs> You're 25. Well, it- You're 25.
0: <laughs> part of the the charm between a story like Colonel Sanders and and other people is you know you're at a point where you've got nothing left to lose yeah. so colonel sanders went through a lot of of uh, sketchy business things that did not work out and as Very an older man he didn't have much to lose by starting a new company The same thing happens with people who are like second career people today, people who basically are retired and maybe do have a pension or a 401k. And so they aren't dependent on the money to feed them. right. that gives you a lot of freedom. I mean, that allows you to explore that business you always wanted and and, uh, those kinds of things. So, I mean, there really are parallels between. You know, somebody that's got nothing to lose and somebody who's not at risk the way they used to be. And
2: I got to say, I agree with, I agree with you, Dan, because I do think, um, you know, only invest what you can afford, but at the same time, um, an entrepreneurial spirit usually are the people that are like going to go, they're the go-getters. They're the ones that are like, hey, I've got nothing to lose. And, you know, they just see it out of the gate so i I definitely, definitely agree with you, Dan, on that.
0: So.
1: At, at the same time, though, i mean when when Mindy and I kind of joke about what we're gonna do for our retirement, it always comes up that I want to start a used bookstore and and it was like, we're just going to do the used bookstore <laughs> with a coffee shop in the back and and call it salt. But <clears throat> that goes back to having physical assets. And Dan, you and I were talking uh, before the show. Uh, about the terminology the you know the use of the word crypto cryptocurrency as opposed to digital assets which is what you're saying and there's there still seems to be a little not not necessarily you know besides the lack of information there's this there's this sense of trepidation on you know what exactly is this thing because there's there's no Real, good, solid, single, little explanation that says, here's what it is. Because you've got blockchain, and you've got cryptocurrency, and you've got, you know, all of these different versions of digital currency. Which somebody says has value. But what are we tying that value to? two i mean you know up until a few years ago the u.s dollar was tied to the gold standard i mean it's wild and free now it has value just because we say it does but there's a certain level of trust in the u.s dollar for good or ill that you don't necessarily find with cryptocurrency yet i mean people are like what what is this thing so how do you explain how crypto works
0: Darcy, I'll I'm let you... For, I'm all for, for letting Darcy take this one.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, okay, you have to sit here and look at how uh, throughout history there's been like numerous shifts in the way that we pay for things or get things. I mean, let's go way back, you know, for everybody watching. It's the time when you, uh, you would pay, trade a pig for a chicken. Then yeah. it was jewels. Then it was gold and silver. And then gold and silver, you know, was too heavy. And then it was like it, the banking started to evolve and we would see lines of credit and, uh, paper money. Uh, so we then moved to paper money and credit cards. So, and then online process, began so i mean let's look at all that right there yeah so the next this is the way that it's going to be involved because i mean half the time when i go out none of my friends have cash like they always have a credit card on them so that's not cash uh so crypto is just to me going to be the next evolution i mean where everything is going to be tracked uh instead of through banking servers um so you know it's tracked through thousands of you know computers and it and and so I'm really 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 like bullish on you know the way uh, technology the way it's shifting and and listen we remember in uh, the nineteen early nineteen nineties remember when everybody was like oh my god you know. Uh, the Internet, it's it's oh, It's Y2K. Y2K. Everybody was I mean, my neighbors were getting like water and food because they thought everything was going to crash because the Internet was so terrible. And now look what we're, we're on okay. Zoom right now. Everybody does uh, their business, but, majority of their business online.
1: But Darcy, I will point out the Internet is still terrible. <laughs> yes, I, I, yes, It probably but, worse but now. I, than I gotta say, but
2: that's with anything, like I mean, al- yeah. you know, yeah. alcohol is bad for you if you do too much. Uh, if eating, eating, you know, there's people have eating addictions, so it's like, you know, anything in excess is bad. I mean, and, and that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, uh, unfortunately, it's like you can't go out. Uh, A woman really can't go places. She should always have somebody with her because of the way uh, things are. It's just be safe, you know, and I hate to say that, but it's like, that's what I tell everybody, you know, you, you really do have to be smart and you have to do your research. I mean, when I go places, you know, I'm always looking over my shoulder. I don't, I mean, I don't like park next to a van. Uh, You know, these are just like things that I've learned over the years. And it's just like with anything. Uh, the internet, yes. There's a dark web. Uh, there's there's tra- sex trafficking for kids on the. I mean, I'm I've got um, I'm working with, with Allison Arningram um, who was on uh, Little House on the Prairie. Right. She played Nellie Olson. She's got protect.org. and that's a charity with my NFTs that we're giving a percentage to because we're helping you know with uh, veterans who are getting children out of you know horrible circumstances. So you know the thing is is there's good and bad in everything and i agree with you um, yeah you know, it's just like you know i got like we go to las vegas you go to vegas you have a good time but then there's people that are gambling at, at addicts so um yeah. yeah and
0: i'd say that you know the interesting thing is is although there are some dark sides to the internet it's very very good for some things And I think that's the issue behind the digital assets. One of the things that's uh, just amazing if you spend some time looking at it is these kind of case studies that they do, these kind of, you know, well, if we had this being done by crypto assets instead of dollars, instead of Western Union, instead of whatever, we would save billions of dollars by doing it this new way. And those are illustrations are so captivating I mean they're just so profound that you 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 can't help but believe in the idea behind it the execution may not be perfect yet but you still look at it and you say this you know I'm not sure what this is gonna look like ten years from now but it's gonna be way bigger than it is today and that that's that's the allure I think that's what makes it compelling I, it's kind of like Microsoft. You know, what I tell people is back when you had to invest in Microsoft to make you know, millions or billions, there were 20 Microsofts. We just didn't know which one was going to be the Microsoft. Right. And I think that's kind of the case now with some of the digital assets and things like that. Something will survive. We just aren't sure which one yet.
1: But let me ask this, because, you you know, like you said, we've got all of these different versions, these different cryptocurrencies that are out there, Bitcoin and and, and all of these others, Coinbase and, and Dogecoin and all that. And you have now government agencies that are starting to crack down and say, "Okay, well, this stuff needs to be regulated. Darcy, you mentioned this is the wild, wild west at this point where we need the marshals to come in and do this. But at the same time, there's a great deal of mistrust, uh, especially here in the U.S., with regard to the federal government getting involved in this, because there are people out there. Uh, and and you can say conspiracy theory or whatnot. I mean, the, you know, the difference between a conspiracy theory and truth is about three weeks at this point. But you have all of these agencies that are now starting to crack down on this stuff. You've got the SEC getting involved. You have, uh, you know, uh, Binance getting hit with uh, the, a lawsuit from CFTC. Are we looking now at a process where the government is trying to shut down the competition to funnel all of us into a U.S. government-backed digital dollar that now can be tracked and tied to your social media score like they do in China, like they tried to do in Canada last year? We don't like what you're posting on social media, so we're going to freeze your asset with the flip of a button.
2: Well, I think I I, um, they're also trying to control the financial market, in my opinion. Yeah. So, you know, that I think
0: they'll make but, winners and losers. That's the thing is, again, uh, a lot of people argue in this space that regulation is actually good for it. I mean, it, it, it'll wring some of the speculation out of what's going on. It's kind of like, you know, going back to the Microsoft illustration earlier, you know, what made Microsoft. You know blossom was when their operating system was bought by i b m and started putting them on all the personal computers i mean that that one stroke yeah. is what made them what they are today. Well, I'm not going to say that's going to happen with the government, but as they regulate things, it'll wring some of the weirdest and wildest things out of the system and tend to move us towards the things that work best and are the stablest and are actually good for the digital markets. So I don't see it being a conspiracy thing like you're talking about, Jason, but I do think that some regulation would actually probably be good for the digital markets in general.
1: At the same time, though, to, to counter that point, <clears throat> the the agencies were aware of this guy doing what he was doing and let him do it. I mean, FTX, you know, it basically imploded, and then the government agencies say, oh, I guess we need to do something about this guy. I mean, you you talk about the, the government making winners and losers.
2: Well, also, too, though, Jason, if you look at his background, look at his his parents were compliance lawyers and so i really feel like that's a big deal in a lot of things that happen and i'll I'll guarantee i mean we could do bets right now i've got bets in my office he's gonna get off it's something's gonna happen i i i I have no doubt I, I, and I hate to say that, but that's where I, I feel, I mean, big money is trying to get in before the public so that, you know, they make the most money and, you know, that's kind of how I feel about everything. And, um, you know, it's funny that you talked about that. A buddy of mine at Forbes, um, uh, he was, he was saying, Darcy, we need to go to Congress and talk about this stuff with all the regulations going on, especially with what's going on with sec. Um, I don't agree. I don't feel like they have, because it still is new. I mean, we're only in like, what, 4% of the market in the entire world. And and that's for NFTs. Now, crypto, five, a little over 5%. So you have to sit here and think... Um, You know, there needs to be a a regulation page. There needs to be something that this is what you need to do. Because with the FTC, they have that. You know, when I mean, Kim Kardashian, you know, when she posts that whole thing that happened with her and, um, you know, she got hit, I mean, you've got to sit here and think. I mean, she did sponsored ad. She says, Hey, I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, I feel like she did everything right. I really do. Um, You know, um, I'm not sure if, Kevin O'Leary did everything he was supposed to or not. Uh, but when he was, you know, but when he was promoting, you know, Kim Kardashian clearly to me, again, followed all the rules. Yeah. And in this sector of finance, but, you know, do you really have to disclose on how much money you get paid? I don't know no. anybody. I don't know anybody in the world. I, I mean, even, even um, entertainers, like they don't, they don't tell people, Hey, I made 50 million off this film. I made two, per- you know, I, I, I disagree with that. And, you know, they're basically saying anytime you're working with somebody, you know, um, and if they pay you, you've got to say, Hey, I got $30,000 for this ad or I got this and that. Now I'm sitting here going, how is that any different than if you know, you're, you're telling somebody to do a product Uh, to me. I mean, I understand it's financial, but it's the same thing with, you know, you go to Vegas you're in charge of your own money. I mean, (laughs) you don't have to go back, you know, and, and I mean, I just feel like if, if there is a little more, um, they're really coming hard, you know, for people, uh, the SEC. And I do think it is kind of scaring people a little bit. And, you know, uh, that is the only thing I, I'm not real crazy about. And plus, too, you know, all the negative stuff with what happened with FTX didn't help. So I'm here, you know, to, I've been in the media, I've been talking, I've been trying to tell people, hey, there's a lot of good out there. You know, quit you know, don't look at all the bad stuff. I mean, you know, um, there there's a lot of great things going on. And um, you know, NFTs and crypto, I mean, it, it there is a lot of people doing a lot of great things like for charity and for helping people and um you know, people just need to educate themselves.
1: Well, now let me I ask you there's... this, 'cause cause you've got you know, we've said crypto and we've talked about NFTs and NFTs are this nebulous thing—I can pay for a thing, but I don't own the thing. I mean, I, maybe I own the thing, but I can't put it in my hand. It's not a tangible asset. Right? Why? Why? Why is there such a, a an interest, a push for NFTs? Because this is—I I, just—I just don't understand how this can be any kind of a a. a a valuable investment, really.
2: Well, I mean, uh, listen. Amazon is getting into NFTs. Um, it's digital ownership of, of property, you know. So, uh, you know, I have mine. Star If you go, people go to StarDogs.com. They can see what we're doing. I mean, I'm I'm basically uh, taking film and television. Um, you know, I'm developing you know movies, television shows uh, that are tying to movies and, and, you know, that I'm going to be producing. So the great thing is, is that, you know, the utilities is what's the big deal. You can, anybody can, okay, listen, there are people that go, Hey, I got a meme, uh, you know, just a NFT you can buy it for $20 or $10. And yeah, that to me, that's a cash grab. I, I don't agree with that, but I mean, you know, people sell digital art on, on, uh you know the internet all the time now to me nfts i mean i i i'm doing it as a business and that's what i'm trying to tell everybody everything that i'm doing it's like real life utilities so you know you're basically getting like a golden ticket to hollywood um that you would never get and this is you know for everybody like mass adoption for everybody out there that they would be able to you know um <laughs> People have been, you know, doing this for 20, 30 years and, and, and haven't even uh, made a break in the business. Um, they spent millions of dollars. And, you know, s- some people said, you know, I've, I've given up my house. I've done this. And, you know, we're, I'm trying to cut through the red tape and all the hassle of everything and let, you know, people become involved. And, you know, if they hold our NFTs, they can get a speaking role uh, they, in, in the movie, uh, they can have their dog in the movie. Cause I'm all about, I love animals, uh, but I'm a big dog lover. I have six dogs that I've rescued. So
1: yeah, but uh, see, but, you, but you're actually kind of making my point there because it's right. not, it's not just the NFT that somebody is buying They're but they're paying for an opportunity. There, there is a transaction involved that you actually have something tangible at the end of that transaction, whether it's an appearance in a show or the right. dog gets a part or whatever. As right. opposed to just, I buy this NFT and now I can claim I have ownership of this thing that's out there on the web somewhere.
2: Well, because it's business backed. It's, you know, it's it's backed by a business. Right. And, you know, um, I love, you know, what Dan was saying earlier. You know, the thing is, is you have to, you know, do your research. And when you're looking at other companies and such, I mean, you know, there's nefarious things in whatever you do. I mean, I'll tell you, there are some really bad NFTs out there and the people that are running them, I'm just like me, God, these people are horrible. You know, I mean, and I thought Hollywood was bad,
0: but you know, it's, it's funny to me because "Ah." you say, um, you know, there, there are markets and things that I can't even conceive of Jason. So, uh, people, people will pay, uh, $3 million for some old car now okay and to me i mean i love cars i i love driving cars i love owning cars but three million dollars is ridiculous for a car in my opinion but there are two people or three people or ten people out there who think that three million dollar car is worth that they'll trade it back and forth between them that's part of the nft thing just because you and i don't see the value doesn't mean that there isn't value there for somebody else now we may not understand it I mean, we may not get it at all, but they see value, and that's why they're buying and selling those things. Yeah. I think the more interesting or intriguing question is, and you'll see you, – I actually hear this on the radio now sometimes in my car, where they, they, they're digitizing I – don't, I don't know how to say that. They're digitizing ownership of old masters' paintings, okay? Now, this is actually the painting hanging on the wall in some museums right but now they're selling it to a thousand investors and you actually get title it's on the blockchain someplace that dan danford owns one thousandth of this painting well all that does, you say well that's, that doesn't matter to anything but it does matter when that painting buys and sells the next time it sells for 50 million dollars or whatever i'm entitled to a thousand of that that's something that's, that could that's not be if done you,
1: but that's it, if you sell it though it, no, no, it's I got no it. value to it if, unless you unless you do something with it
0: it's not much value hanging on your wall either <laughs> unless you sell it right. i mean seriously it <laughs> is yeah. it is an asset right right yeah, I mean, it's beautiful Star- Star- but it right, does have value
2: right starbucks rewards now are nfts now so can I mean, <laughs> go into starbucks mm-hmm. so and i mean and i do love what dan said because there's memorabilia I mean, uh, you know, Marilyn Monroe's dress, somebody, I mean, look how much that is. I mean, people want to buy it for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. Um, But sports cards. Okay. My dad was a pro, you know, uh, baseball player. Uh, He was a coach. I have brothers. I'm sorry, but I'm not into the sports card thing. I don't see it, <laughs> but you know, it's a big thing. I mean, yes, I is. have friends that are crazy about doing sports cards and make he makes I have a buddy that makes a lot of money. Right. A lot of money from sports cards. And I'm just like, Okay, but you know, you're right. I think it I I do think it's I mean, listen, we've all been there, you know, when you, when you're young and you're like, oh, this is cool. And then your parents are like, I can't believe you're spending money on that, (laughs) you know, but then you're like, Hey, it's important to me. So I do, I do love what Dan said too. I, I absolutely think Dan, you're right on that with, uh, you know, it, 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 people make the popularity of things, and I mean, okay, do we all remember Jason? Do you remember the pet rock?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. That
2: made a lot of money.
1: Well, and here's here's a question of the chat over on Rumble. Uh What is it about crypto that makes it a superior form for uh, for transactions? Why why should we be going to crypto as a now? I I'm I'm just as bad as everybody else. I use a debit card. I don't have cash in my hand. Although. Uh, lately, the conversations that I've been having with people have convinced me that I need to have cash. I mean, you see what's been going on with so, the banks in the sorry. last couple of weeks. I was like, I'm ready to pull all of my cash out except for what I need to cover the automatic debit payments. And I'll do everything with cash at this point because,
0: you know. One of the, one of the case studies that they used, and this just illustrates the, the uh, notion behind that, is that uh, all throughout the world there are uh, there are people who are immigrants who are sending money back to their family yeah. it's not just a United States phenomenon it is all over the world that these immigrants are sending money. The old system, the old banking system requires that person to take their paycheck, go down to the Western Union, buy a a, a certificate or whatever from western union it goes to that western union shop in another country where people come and pick it up and they get their money and there's like a 10 or 15 percent charge on that transaction plus it takes three days for it to happen okay if that was done with cryptocurrency it would be instantaneous And the fees would be nothing compared to 10 or 15%. And it may not seem like a lot of money, but potentially it's billions of dollars of savings for those people who are engaging in those transactions. Now, we aren't there yet, but you can see from that illustration how that instantaneous payment is way better than what the traditional banking system has provided. Right. And that's what I'm talking about earlier where you can see these case studies and say, "Oh man, that really makes sense." That's that's the appeal behind it. But, it's not but, refined but, yet. It's but, not it's not perfect, but what's, it's,
1: it's What's the other shoe though, Dan? Cuz cuz it, you know, anything that's too good to be true generally is. There's something there's something that's going to happen with all of this. Where people will go, aha, and and then the the whole thing's gonna fall apart. It it just it just. Well, if the I whole. Mean, you know, uh, call me a cynic. Call me a
0: cynic. No, call, no that's no, fine. Something something will fall apart, but not the no. whole thing. Yeah, well,
2: I agree. I mean, you can't hack a blockchain, but you can hack a bank. That's right. So you, you, you know.
1: Um,
0: that's, if it,
1: that's, I'm I'm of the opinion that if it exists, it can be tampered with.
0: Well, but no. the thing about blockchain is that you've got a thousand computers in the network and they all have a record, so even if you bust your way into one, you can't bust your way into all it's called decentralized mm-hmm. so there's no one big bank computer that you can hack <laughs> basically that's the idea behind it. now i'm not I'm not arguing that you know there isn't truth to what you're saying, yeah. I just think it's less likely than it probably seems
2: right
0: yeah and, i mean yeah,
2: and I mean. People think banks are safe, you know, Jason. But we're seeing banks going down.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. No, I think, I think, uh, I, I think we're learning that nothing is safe at this point. Just because. Well, that's what I said but, earlier. Yeah. You know,
2: anything you do, I mean, you just have. A, honestly, you, I mean, listen. You can go down the road. and People, don't, <clears throat> somebody's driving crazy. You know, I mean, it's just. I tell people always drive. You know, defensive. You know, yeah. always be on guard. And it's the same thing you should be with your money and with, with whatever you do. Um, you know, I'm I'm excited about how everything's happening right now. I mean, we are like at the precipice. We're at the beginning of something that's like uh, historical making. And um, I mean, what we've seen is every kind of shift. I mean, with even with credit cards, there's always kind of that little bit of. Uh, you know, trepidation of, uh, you know, but look at what's going on now with uh, and exactly with what Dan said. It's sa- it's safer. It's faster. It's easier. It's overnight um, compared to, I mean, gosh, when I've had, when I work with people in other countries and if I have to pay them or, you know, vice versa, I mean, it's ridiculous. It t- it's, it's just the fees and, you know, five, seven days, sometimes longer, you know, and you got to look at the mortgage crisis of 2008. Uh, Not all mortgage companies, um, you know, uh, you know, are bad. So, I mean, it's just, you know, we've, there's a lot of things that uh, we've dealt with over the years, but there's good and bad, unfortunately, there's good and bad in everything. So, Uh, you know, I mean.
0: What happens over time though, is that, you know, the, the truly bad stuff kind of <laughs> gets regulated away. Not right. that it'll ever go Amen. away. There'll always be people who are trying to bust it. Yeah. But the, the Wild West part of it, you know, sort of dissipates as it becomes more regulated and more commonplace. And I think that's where we're going over the next five or ten years. I still don't know what it's going to look like at the end of ten years. Uh, but I do think it's going to get better. I agree. I agree
1: yeah I, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just at the point now, and and Mindy and I' have talked about this. i I would be perfectly fine uh, with a cabin in the woods with no internet and no phone and just you know any, anybody comes near I'm, I'm get off my lawn type at this point. i I just I, I have seen enough and read enough, and we, we've all gone through the news cycles plenty of times that I don't trust anything now. You know, and after especially after the last three years where you have government agencies telling us stuff and you have uh, uh, corporations telling us stuff and all of it turns out to be not quite what they want us to think it is. And I was like, okay, you're all lying to me about something. You know, I'm I'm at that point where, you know, the politicians are lying to me, the media is lying to me, the corporations are lying to me. Why? Hey, okay, should I...
2: now I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play. I'll say <laughs> angel's advocate. Sure. Here. Okay. So, uh, I mean, you got to think too, women. I mean, I, you know how many women I know that are married. I mean, my mom. Uh, okay, mom, dad, mom makes sure dad doesn't see this interview, but <laughs> but you know, like. There's a lot of women who are like sitting here. and They go, "Okay, I, I put, I've spent this money, but I don't want my husband to know about it. You right. know, I just I, I did this, and uh, you know, but they but they're like, oh, he won't notice. It's just this thing for me. It's the same thing with you know, like my dad. You know, he, I don't know. My dad had to. It was funny with what uh, Dan said. There's a there was a, a collectible car my dad had to have. My mom comes here you know, she's visiting me and he's like, she's like, I've never seen him so excited in my entire life like this. And she was actually excited, but he, he's like, listen, I really, really need this collectible car. It's, it's a one of a kind. He's like, I, I really have to have it. And I'm, she was just like, uh, okay. So, you know, the thing is, is that I feel like, you know, everybody's got something, you know, that they don't tell or, I mean, come on, uh, there's I mean, it's it's the same thing with doctors, dentists, uh, anybody that's that you're going to you're going to deal with something. Yeah. I mean, I tell people it's not as many times as you get kicked out It's how many times you get back up. And that's the real winners right there, because, you know, there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, in business. I mean, listen. I have been betrayed. I have had money stolen from me. I have had family members still, you know, so it's like, you know, what do you do? You know, do I just say I hate everybody? Now,
0: <laughs> no, see, I mean- and I think that's, the, that's what I would say to you and Mindy, uh, Jason, is that, you know, based on your age, and this, is gonna, this, this may hurt you when I tell you this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, you know, one of the other of you is likely to be alive 50 years from now. That is the truth. That is the statistical probability. And so, you know, people always say, well, you know, I don't have that far to go. Well, you know, that's not what the numbers tell us. The numbers do. You can't check out now, man. <laughs> 50 years well, is a long here's, time. Here's what I'm going to do. You've got to engage. I'm
1: going to wait. I'm going to wait for my Star Trek Barbie doll to gain uh, value oh, and be worth $10,000 10, and then I'll sell it or something, right?
2: Okay, you know what? And I'll buy it from you when uh, my girlfriend goes through the roof. I, I will be your buyer. I'll give you a damn good <laughs> price for it. Too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I picked that up in a in a pawn shop uh, a while back. And I was like, yeah, okay, why not? Because it's still in the, it's still in the packaging. It's uh, yeah, it's oh, like, yeah. Hey, that's mean, did
2: you not just hear what happened? Somebody, uh, there was like a, a painting, a Picasso painting. Did you guys read about that? Yeah, no, I haven't and seen they, that. They found it in a in a thrift store, and I mean, millions oh. and millions of dollars. I was just like, are you kidding? They yeah, they got it um they they had it looked at and, and authenticated and it was incredible. The I was just antique like wow.
0: roadshow thing. Well is, we know. just
1: had we just had a news item on on Saturday uh during Good Morning Multiverse where uh the, the Hall of Heroes Museum in Elkhart, Indiana got broken into last week.
0: Oh no and
1: uh eight Eight display cases were smashed, and and a lot of stuff was stolen. This is this is irrepre- irre- irreplaceable, priceless comic book history stuff. A Captain America from 1941 oh, yeah. was taken. I mean, all sorts of memorabilia from from comics history is just gone. And I'm wow. like, okay, what? How are you going to move that? You know, I mean, who's gonna yeah. who's gonna buy that? Because it's not like you're just you know, pulling a TV out of somebody's living room. This is something that nobody else has. But right. you know, they've released video you know, the surveillance video and all this and and trying to trying to recover that stuff. But again, these are tangible assets. There's value because of what the marketplace says is the value of it. You know, the history of it, the 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 fandom, the appreciation for, you know the age and, and what it is, whether it's a comic book or a uh, 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 a bar of gold or or some kind of an investment in a company but you you look then at you know stock market stuff what's what's the Walt disney company sitting at right now 93 90 something dollars a share and you know they're kind of going doing uh, dipping it, and weaving you know, all same, over the
0: place the same thing's true you know uh you talk about the difference between tangible and intangible assets but Look at look at these rock stars over the last two years that have sold their catalog of music to somebody else. Right. okay yeah, that's true. talk about intangible. I mean, basically what you're buying is a stream of royalties over the next 15 or 20 years. And I mean, you have a record of what those royalties have been in the past. But the idea of what they are or what they can become in the future is mm. is absolutely intangible. It is absolutely it, intangible. Well, let me and let me most, push
1: but, let me push back on but, you there for a little bit because the way those catalogs work is if I'm a radio station and I want to play Leonard Skinner's catalog, I have to pay through uh, ASCAP BMI. I have to pay for the permission to do that. So there's still a, a tangible transaction there, where but, if I want to play that song, I have to pay this fee. So the person buying the buying the catalog, they're not buying an intangible. I don't think.
0: Well, sure they are. But I mean, it is intangible because you can't touch that transaction. But it's still speculative in that you can say how many times they've played Leonard Skinner over the last five years. Yeah. You can't say how many times they're going to play it over the next five. Well, that's I mean, true. Lots of, times, well, lots of times what they are doing is they're buying the book and then they start trying to place that music in movies. Right. And video games and things like that where they yeah. can increase yeah. the royalty income. Yeah. But it yeah. is basically a an intangible asset. It is a it's it's you know, and I would take my chance on, you know, the Beatles catalog. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well I mean
2: royalties true. have gone down on music now. Yeah. As
0: well. As- uh, yeah. So like if you if 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 you listen to if you say to uh um Alexa, you say, hey, Play me uh, play me the top songs from the Beatles they play that and they pay basically no royalties for playing that but if you say play for me I'm um, me mine from the Abbey Road album there is a royalty paid for that okay yeah. so so how they use those assets makes a huge difference if I can place that, song in a movie or a commercial or a video game oh yeah the royalty structure is completely different from other stuff and so that that's what they're really buying and selling yeah it's an opportunity to use springsteen's music in other media
1: funny story i i made a romantic comedy one time and at one point i had no audio on odyssey um okay hang on let me reset um I had at one point I had a line uh, for one of my characters to say, let's get ready to rumble. And uh-huh. I thought, uh, you know, one of my producers sends me an email says, do we know that that's do we have to get permission for that? And so I checked into it <laughs> and turns out you do have to pay for that. Uh, because that's his that's his shtick. And they wanted, I believe, fifteen thousand dollars for us to be able to include that in the movie. And I was like, well, he's not going to say that
0: line. So, so,
1: <laughs> so yeah, you know, I that, mean, so
0: that's, one of my favorite books ever is a little bitty book. You can order it off Amazon if you want. And it's Dave Barry's list of really bad rock and roll music. It's about this big. And it was some columns he wrote and some surveys he did uh, with his readers about what's the worst rock and roll song ever. It's one of the funniest reads I've ever. I mean, it's just (laughs) hilarious. But if you go to the acknowledgments at the end of the book, there are all those rights and things that you talk about. You know, this language was used by permission of this artist or whoever owned it or whatever. But there's also a list of the ones that did not give permission and he used them anyway. I, know. I think it's really interesting, and I'm sure you know, there probably is some ability to pursue that. Well, that's a that's a, fair, right? that's a fair That's a fair
1: use case, though I would argue, yeah. because if you're well, writing something and, and it and it becomes transformative, because then you're then you're doing commentary on the thing, not not presenting it as your own. It
0: is. Right. It is hilarious. I, yeah. I met Dave Barry and I took along my book and I said, you need to autograph this for me because <laughs> it's the funniest book I've ever read. And he did autograph it. He says, Dan, you need a life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's a He's tangible lying. asset that now has more value because he signed it.
0: <laughs> well, now, wait.
2: Hey, Jason Music uh, is being turned into NFTs yeah. now. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big thing. Um, I mean, if you go into Twitter spaces, that's where the, I mean, majority of web three people are in the Twitter spaces. I mean, there's a ton of artists that, you know, have made very good money off their NFTs with music. I mean, you'd be, it's, it's crazy. Um, uh, There's a, an artist, you know, he made $300,000 off one song, you know, and Snoop is doing it. Snoop is,
0: is is doing the whole music thing too so he's a friend of mine I, I, oh really
2: that's fun um, yeah
0: yeah no 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 he would he would be a great guy to spend some time with um yeah he's, uh, he's the, a
2: funny guy i read
0: some time and I, I may have talked about this before but mariah carey on the one christmas song her oh, royalties just her royalties on that song or be good. over like 80 million or 90 million yes, dollars yes. on crazy. that one song. It's just yeah. a, it's stunning.
2: It it is yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yes, I, he's absolutely right. It is incredible. Um, we actually I had a meeting with my team and we we were talking about that. Um, and they're like, Can you believe because it was near Christmas and they kept yep. playing the song and yep. we started talking about that. And I'm just like, my God! <laughs> <laughs> I need to get some, back on my music.
0: That's some serious cash, right there. It
2: is. It is. It definitely is. So.
1: so, so where are we going then? Because regulatory agencies are getting involved. You've got, you've got a little bit more general acceptance of cryptocurrency out there because it's not a brand new thing now. I mean, there's been time for people to, you know, we've we've had the early adopters we've had the people that have started to get into it and advocate for it what's next what what happened where where are we on the path for crypto to get general acceptance do you think
2: ah oh, that's a good point um let's see I really believe that I, I hear a lot of people outside of webs three that said it's hard to understand all the technical jargon. That's why when I'm talking to people, I try to make it relatable. I mean, even when I'm talking to the media, I, I you know, like, I mean, I'm trying to explain it to my mom and I'm telling her about open and I said, and I, I said, mother, it's similar to eBay. You know how eBay works. And then she's like, Oh, okay. So um, I think ways to explain web three uh, to make it, obviously more relatable and you know once we start doing this you know and people start really understanding it more we'll see masses the masses get involved uh you know joining in on projects and cryptos that you know they believe in as well i mean that's my personal opinion
0: and i think that you know things like you know the ftx and you know bahama boy and all that kind of stuff You know, on the one hand, they create peril and everybody looks at it and says, oh, my gosh. On the other hand, they publicize the whole thing uh, to to just unheard of levels. My guess is the next time uh, crypto takes a 25 percent jump in price, there's going to be a ton more people interested in it this time than there were last time, because there are that many more people who know about it this time than there were last time. And It won't straight. Trees don't grow to the sky. It won't be like that. You sign up for my YouTube. Do yeah. it. Let's do work. it. I'm doing, on, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. What happened? Oh. Wow. <laughs> that was that was a there good one.
2: There you go.
1: <laughs> that was that was uh, that was your website, Darcy. <laughs> I, oh I, wow! I, I clicked the button. You've got it's a Talking
2: a, to it. Okay, so it's you, got,
1: your oh home your homepage on DarcyDonovan.com. Has an auto load, and I I will I will be the old man in the room. I I can't stand Damn. auto loads. You sounded
0: you great there, Darcy. <laughs> that was great.
1: Oh, anyway, I all right. It. I love it. I love it. So okay, so, so Darcy, what's next for you? Where what are what are you involved in right now, and and in, in all of this?
2: Well, I got to tell you, I just had a huge uh, red carpet, you know, VIP celebrity event, uh, Hollywood Meets Web 3. Uh, it went over like, I mean, if we had the Super Bowl, like if our team was a Super Bowl, we would we want it. I mean, we did. We had rave reviews from people in Web three, from celebrities, uh, producers, directors, uh, you know, cinematographers that were there. The 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 press, the media. Uh, it went. It was it was fabulous. I mean, um, that's great. I was just you know really excited because uh, you know this is my NFT line that I've got coming out. Um, we're going to be doing our whitelist soon. And, you know, I wanted the community to see it's like I said, hey, we're going to do this and we do it because I have people on my team that have worked with other companies and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and they don't do it. And yeah. so, you know, Star Dogs is a 3D uh, uh, NFT dogs, like hyper realistic. Uh, there's like seven different breeds, male and female. Um, it's all, you know, encompassing the entertainment industry because they have six different jobs, such as uh, security, uh, crew, producers, directors, actors and uh, superstars. Now, these are all randomized. So it's fair for everybody. So that means anybody. I don't care if you're a billionaire. I don't care you know, who you are, who your parent is. Uh, it's, it's, it's randomized. So somebody in a little tiny town in Iowa can, can, you know, be the next lead next to Chris Hemsworth in one of our films. So, um, you know, the, these are your, this is your golden ticket to Hollywood. That's the best way to say, you know, we, we are already setting up partnerships, um, you know, with, uh, lots of different companies, um, the one thing is too is uh, I have I, I'm a co-owner of a metaverse, so we're going to be building a, a movie theater in the metaverse where people can can go watch the movies, and you know there's going to be another platform for distribution for the movies. So we're going to be putting uh, the Star Dogs uh, NFT avatars into movie theaters and into metaverses. And the thing is, anything I do, I do not go half-ass. I just <laughs> I won't do it. It was I the can same thing with the party, you know. Yeah, I'm like great. like. This, you know, that uh, we were having people, influencers, Web3 people saying this was the best party I've ever been to, the best event. Yeah, yeah. But and I was very humbled and I said, thank you so much. But it's just to me, what I tell people in the space, your reputation, like, OK, with the whole FTX thing is to me, I would never do business with that guy. Right. I would never right. with his family. Nothing to me. His name is mud. So your, to me, your name, I tell people is everything. So, you know, if you say you're going to do something, do it. If you say, hey, this is what I'm doing, do it. And, you know, there's no my grandfather's famous saying was there's no luggage racks in a hearse. You know, (laughs) he said that to me before he died. He says, your reputation is everything. He says, don't you know ever go, uh, you know, cheap on that. And, uh, you know, I've also enjoyed um, that through the NFTs, I'm going to be able to support charities, you know, Um, several years back i was a uh, world peace ambassador to dubai with the different uh, charities that i gave to around the world so you know we're going to give back five percent uh, of the sales you know we're going to be given to animal shelters protect.org valley view vaulters the list goes on and on and we're gonna i mean i've got a 30-year timeline of movies with some of the yeah. biggest directors in hollywood like i mean blockbuster directors and we've got them on board and uh you know we're just we're making this into a business and so i want to set I want to tell people it's a business because, you know, I've had people come in about, you know, oh, I'm doing this NFT thing, la, 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 la. And they they just they're not setting it up as a business. And right. I'm giving jobs to people in Web3. And, um, you know, I feel like, you know, too, there's a lot of competition going on. So what I try to do, too, is bring in other NFT communities that, you know, have a stellar reputation and say, hey, you know, let's collaborate. And, you know, this is like the beginning of Amazon. I keep telling people. So this is a very, very, very exciting time and you know um, which what we were talking about earlier with the SEC, I mean my business manager always gets on to me about you know Darcy, you've got to be be careful with what you say but I will <laughs> what I'm saying and I'm, and I'm gonna say it is I'm working on you know uh, talking to um, you know eventually where people will get, residuals off different movies and things like that but obviously obviously uh you know we're going to be uh talking to the sec we're going to making sure we got our eyes dotted and our t's crossed so you know that's something that is going to be coming down the pipeline and Mm -hmm. and i'm working hard on that and there's ways to do it to where people feel safe you know but um Oh, my business manager, he gets so mad when I talk about that. He's like, why? <laughs> I said, because this is what I want to do. I'm like, I'm passionate about it. I'm like, I'm not saying we're doing it. I'm saying this is what I'm working on. Yeah. So we've got a blockchain lawyer, okay? Or Dylan, if you're watching.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and and this is a good opportunity for me to sit because you, uh, uh, one, when we flipped to 1080 HD, I forgot to bring in the financial disclaimer. Uh, this is just a discussion in general, folks. We are not getting... <laughs> Giving you any advice? Yes, we not financial We're not advisors. financial advisors. I don't play one on TV. I mean, yes. that just just to just to make sure everybody's covered there. But it's
2: just a beautiful cover model. Yes. Okay.
1: All right. Well, uh, uh, Darcy, uh, beautiful cover model. Let's tell people where they can find you on the web. Uh, you've got uh, various different places here. DarcyDonovan.com. Yep. Which auto-loads auto, auto loads media, everybody be warned. Uh, we've got <laughs> Darcy on Facebook and on Twitter, and you've got Stardogs on Twitter, and Darcy's on Instagram, so you can find her in all these places. And we will put links to all of those in the notes. And uh, Dan, where can people find you?
0: Um, I, I have a site that I like. It's called Ask Dan Danford, and you can um, you I can love it. ask a, you can ask a question, and I'll answer it as best I can. That, that's kind of fun. And then Family Investment Center, which is my investment advisory firm, and uh, we do not we do not invest in crypto assets for people today. <laughs> so uh, that's my disclaimer. But well, I'm we're, glad we're gonna, to hear. that. can I from call you. you
2: Dan the Man?
0: Dan the man, Dan I the like man. that. Dan the
2: man, Dan the man,
0: it <laughs> is. I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you both for being here, Dan. Uh, you and I have had conversations about this before. I'm, I am, I, I continue to be a skeptic, but I, I'm a better informed skeptic. So I appreciate there that. Darcy, <laughs> we'll definitely have to have you back and talk further about this stuff. Are, are you I into, uh, into the AI type stuff at all, or are you just sticking with crypto?
2: Oh no, I'm. I've got. I mean, I'm encompassing everything i got my hands into everything so (laughs) i'm even i'm even beating brad pitt's company uh with ai so brad pitt eat your heart out so (laughs) there
0: you
1: go all right and there's the there's the blockchain lawyer sending you a a note (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Don't say that. Don't say that. All yeah. right. Well, thanks to the both of you, and thank you to everybody who was here in the chat. Good to see all of you with us on all the different platforms. We had a, a very lively chat uh today. So uh thanks for that. Those of you who are here in replay memorex mode, feel free to leave a comment. Of course, you can always send us an email live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. And where you can find us online, lots of different places, 10 different social media outlets, uh, four video platforms. We've got a newsletter. We've got a Discord server. You can jump in there and continue conversations all over the place, various different topics there. And uh, that's going to do it today. want to call your attention to last Thursday's conversation. We had Cameron Pasha on And he was talking about the stuff going on at Disney, and that video is blowing up. So go check that out. And, of course, we have uh, tonight, uh, Mr. Harvey and I will have a conversation on the H2O podcast. I'm not sure what our topic is. We have a list. We're going to pick one. Uh, That's tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central. And I think we'll both be back here in the studio, but I don't know. All right, that's it for us today, folks. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Jason.
2: You're incredible. And Dan, you're amazing. I appreciate you both.
0: Love was meeting you. That's great. Yeah. It was Lots
1: of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And we will definitely have to do it again. And I will remind everybody, the politicians hate you. The media lies to you. but God has a plan for you. And there are four lights. That button. Not that button. See. <laughs>
0: <sighs> this has been a presentation of SciFi4Me.com copyright 2023 by flaming dog media llc all rights reserved no portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of flaming dog media
1: you're listening to sci-fi
0: for me radio